everybody, welcome to another episode of the GPR podcast with your host, Jun Ho, and I have a very special guest next to me, it's uh, Alan Tansley. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thanks. This is really weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, never would, never in our minds would we have thought a GPR podcast would be uh, something that everyone yeah. wanted. I mean, most people watching this are like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what the podcast is for, we're here to learn about you, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, me and uh, me and Alan, yeah, we've met a couple of times, you know. Yeah, snookering. Yeah, when I was down in Bristol, I was having having a bit of fun. But why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, just to let people know who you are? Uh, yeah, I'm um, Alan Tansley, sometimes known as Anal Stanley. Um, <laughs> used to be a GPRO player, vaguely active in the former forums, and now I'm retired and log in about you know once a week <laughs> and it's still still enough you know once a week no, I just, I, it's one of those things you just like can't leave it alone like i just i need a, a hit of the blue website just see what's going on <laughs> it's, it's all about the blue um yeah, yeah I, I, I spoke to kerry about this as well when we did our um podcast and yeah it's just difficult to try to leave gpr like yeah definitely it's like yeah i mean i even though I don't have time to play, I still occasionally think about it, like, oh, why don't I just qualify for a couple of races and see what see what happens? But that's yeah. that's literally what I've done. So so um, we'll, we'll 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 get into this afterwards because there's a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. Where would we go? First yeah. first of all, your GPR career. Firstly, so how did you find the game? Because everyone wants to know how people found the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I've always been into like F1 and, and motorsport in general and stuff and management games and that ilk, you know, same story as like Kerry and all that. Uh, I was playing, I think it's called Footy Manager. Oh, okay, um, yeah. It's like, yeah, it was like, it, it was all right. You had to like buy and sell players, try and get the same colours and shapes and stuff. Um, and I was playing that with uh, my mate Andy Watson. Um, oh, who, yes grew up and went to school with so he i think he found gpro um in the middle of like season 14 or something sent me a message saying like you know check this out so i joined between season 14 and 15 uh rookie 152 uh i think i got a podium in my first race and then after wow. that I, was, I mean even <laughs> before that i was hooked his uh I started in the same group as um, the same time as Lee Hardin. Now, ah, okay. was uh, team leader of Jaguar through all of their championships and stuff. Yeah. And uh, if you go back and look at the, the Rookie 152 group forum before the first race of season 15, me and Lee are like chomping at the bit. <laughs> but we can, literally cannot wait for this race to start. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And I, I think I joined a team before my first race even. Yeah, so um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the team in a minute. But obviously, on your first season, you promoted straight away um, to amateur. Um, had a little yeah. stint in amateur, moved back down, and then you know you had a nice smooth route to elite. So how did oh. you how did you find the game initially at the start? Because obviously, once you struggled a little bit in, in amateur, you then moved up to rookie, and then somehow you just blitzed through the whole team, the whole the whole yeah. you know pyramid. It definitely. So. It definitely helped having a team. Um, like my my first race, I I'd already set up the car before joining the team, and it was you know just made sure the driver was happy and all that. Yeah. And I um, I literally 
did manage to two-stop race and ended the race with zero fuel. I was like, that's the only race that's ever happened. <laughs> it was like the perfect strategy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then, so actually having a team to sort of tell me how to set up the car and that kind of stuff, because um, it's so complicated, man. Like, yeah. there's so much that goes into it. it it's, it's, that's why people keep coming back to the game, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. It's, it's... But yeah, I... I definitely would have struggled with that team. Let's, let's. Hmm. So obviously the, the first team that you joined is the illustrious Golf Porsche Racing. Yeah. Um, when I actually checked the uh, your your um, team history, it's actually called Golf Plus Porsche Racing. Golf Plus Porsche, yeah. Was that, I was, what was that about? That, that was my, I don't know, that was my first act as team leader once I managed to get into that or get rid of the plus. Get rid of a plus. I, yeah. yeah, it was um, set up by a guy called Mark Langner. I, um and yeah, I, I sent them like this. I, I wanted to join a team, so I was like, oh, I want a cool livery, basically. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let's look for some like classic ones. And there was the Martini one, but I was obviously never going to get into Martini at that time. So I was like, oh yeah, a nice classic orange and blue golf racing livery. So I sent them this like five paragraph message saying, like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll try really hard. I'm going to be like, you know, I'm so into this game stuff. Once I joined the team, I found out that they they were literally looking for like warm bodies oh. who could breathe. <laughs> um, yeah, and and so within within like a season, pretty much everyone there had left, and I found myself as team leader. So first act, get rid of the plus. Get rid of the plus. Yeah, proper team. So, so so no so no so you don't know why the plus was there. It's just. Yeah, no, it just like just yeah, Americans. I don't know. Oh, I thought I thought it was like I thought it was like a, something that they, you know, wanted to have. But yeah, no, I, I don't because it's obviously based off like the old Le Mans team from the seventies um, or eighties or whatever. <laughs> I don't think they had a plus. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't think any team that I can think of that has a plus in their name. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they should bring it back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just for one season. Golf plus Porsche yeah. racing. How about that? Yeah. But um, obviously, yeah, you um, you've got them. So you got golf Porsche racing. You said obviously in the season everyone left. You became the team leader of it. Then you gradually built it to become what it is now, which is just you know a top fifty team, all that kind of stuff. So kind of did you did you ever think that the team would ever be that successful um i i know i mean i didn't aim for that i wanted a team that was basically the, the forum had like two posts a week when i joined maybe yeah. you know and i just wanted a, a team forum to be active so first thing oh i'm like i can't remember the order of things that happened but getting lee lee Hardin to join and he brought along his mate martin jones um that got you know a bit of conversation in the forums and all the other people suddenly started going oh yeah there's a bit of activity now so they joined in um then got Andy Watson in and he happened to work with a guy Chris Brady um mm. and they you know joined and all of a sudden we just had this really active team um getting into the top 50 it's kind of one of those things that like you can almost do it by accident like yeah. just having a few guys in amateur and pro just all going for promotion at the same time it doesn't mean you're the greatest team in the thing but you could get into the top 20 like that so we didn't really think of it in terms of you know being a successful team that way we just i just wanted something active 
yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, but obviously, being in the top fifty consistently must must be difficult to try to can like you know retain and stuff like that. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether you know during your period you know, during your time in golf Porsche you were in the top fifty regularly. I haven't actually checked that, but <laughs> I think we were. I think yeah. we were. Yeah. But, to, but, to, but obviously to do that, you know, like like you said, if if you all go for a promotion season, then yeah, being top fifty once you know in a blue moon is not you know, saying that you're a really good team, but to do yeah. it consistently throughout, you know, your whole kind of team history, it's kind of, you got, you got, yeah, you got, I, you got to say you're doing really good. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it, it all just stemmed from that we were all really keen to learn, like me and Lee were like so into the game at the time. And then Andy's a really good kind of analytical, he, He'd been in a previous team, so knew a bit more about the game than we did. Mm. Um, I think it was Speed Devils or some terrible name like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it just like kind of all the, we had like little forum games and stuff. And I would um, run an award ceremony at the end of every season and stuff. Like write this ridiculous mm. story about everyone turning up to this award ceremony and things. And it just that kind of thing just keeps people motivated. And if you're yeah. I don't know. We we always seem to have like three people going for promotion in a season, and that's enough to like sure the, yeah. keep, keep you at that kind of level. I mean, the fact that golf ended up winning a title is like that's yeah. yeah. That was um that was only yeah quite recently actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miko sent me an email out of the blue, and I was just like. I got a bit emotional, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like... It's your little baby. It's your little baby finally yeah. winning yeah, a title. Right? I, I am kind of like proud that it, because that, that team could have just disappeared. Yeah. And it's like turned into one of like the proper legacy teams now. And he saying about like Martini that I thought about, I wanted to join early yeah. on. You know, that's gone, sadly. Um, well, not gone yet. I mean, someone someone's still running it, but it's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, like, um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't not include golf portion like one of the top t- ten teams of all time. And um, as, as as everyone knows, I'm running a GPRO podcast Hall of Fame actually. Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, I've only included two managers at a time, and then there'll be another three managers being uh, inducted next next podcast. But yeah. um, I would be including teams in there as well. And obviously, you know, oh, nice. yeah, you know, Golf Porsche has to be one of the names to be at least be in the runnings to be inducted, you know, alongside yeah, the that, Tiger really Jaguar. Cool, yeah. So I mean yeah, I mean it'll, it'll be it'll, it'll be um it's just amazing just watching that team grow. Because obviously I started middle of season 14. So I, I kind of saw mm. it, you know, from the start to the end and it Obviously, I, I always included Golf Porsche, Ignition, Versan as like the greatest teams to never win a title. But obviously, yeah. how you won a title, it's kind of, you yeah, can't, so, you yeah. can't have that title anymore. But kind of ruined it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, no, it's just been amazing just to watch that kind of go from, you know, steady top 50 to, you know, top 30 to top 20s and now top 10 and, you know, above, above that now than actually winning yeah. a title. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just great to see that. Um, so what was your reasoning for leaving the team man i i i what i'd been in elite i'd kind of like i wasn't ever going to win elite i wasn't that committed to the game um so i kind of was on the verge of getting bored with the game not 
yeah just and not having enough time to commit to it properly mm. and I just need I I wanted something like a shot in the arm just to like give me a boost of motivation and the only thing I could think to do was to like oh let's try a new team see if that gives me the boost I need so like Lee and Martin had already gone to Jaguar mm. so I figured well they they asked me if I'd be up for giving it a go and I thought well why not like it might be the kick I need <laughs> fair but it's uh, uh, like I'm just because I I, I, I I always thought that you might have had a, like a falling out with golf ah, no, no, or something no. like that like so everything, no. everything was all okay you just wanted to yeah yeah no it was nothing like that it was literally just like I I I was just going through the motions kind of thing and it was and also running the team not not that I was like you know running people's careers and stuff but doing all of the like running silly games and doing the award ceremonies at the end, it's like it's quite tiring because yeah. it's amazing how quickly 17 races comes around when you've got to write another like <laughs> thousand words on how Millavoy Pomp has showed up in a Mercedes at, <laughs> at the golf factory, the, the Porsche factory, and he's offended all the big wigs and stuff. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, <laughs> that's quite difficult. So I, I, I kind of wanted, I was quite happy to be like the little guy in the big team for a little while. That was. Yeah, part of it, I guess. Fair. Well, I'm, I'm actually quite happy to, to find the originator of the Golf Porsche storytellers because I never knew who started it. Because obviously, when yeah. Golf won their title, obviously Anya uh, posted their story in the GPRO team discussion thread. So obviously, yeah. um, she said she said it was a uh, tradition that was. Yeah, I'm glad that's still going on. Obviously, I did kind of of wonder who who actually started it. It was actually Alan who started it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I had so much time on my hands at work. Like, that's that's one of the reasons I I was very active in the game. My job was, like, I I, I did, like, half an hour in the morning, got everything done, and then, I I, honestly, I was just, like, on the Blue website all day. (laughs) I, I swear there was like someone um, who played a game previously that said that uh, Blue was banned. Like Blue was like banned from their work. Yeah, I mean it was it was a bit of a nightmare until I got um, a desk which had was backed against the wall. Yeah, it's very like conspicuous. For... <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, luck, luck, luckily, because like, I work in sales now, um, so on my laptop I have a screen protector. So, oh, no right, one, nice. so no one can see it. <laughs> so, so I have GPRO on my like little laptop screen, and then I have my actual work on my uh, on my monitor. So yeah, yeah no well, one I mean, the, it, the other thing to get away with it is I could always have like some sort of GPRO spreadsheet open, so I could always be like, I don't know, working on my driver training schedule or something like that. Yeah, I um when I'm when I'm running a couple of city games now and uh yeah i've got i've got like loads of like google <laughs> google sheets on there people think oh, yeah. that i'm doing work but i'm like how <laughs> do i condition format this number who knows how to do this do that but uh, you know let's 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 get into the city games uh for the time how, how did you like how did you get into the city games like, what was the first one that you remember going into and um it might have been something like uh what was that one you um sheep yeah, to like oh, sheep, yeah. Yeah. answer the question as, as uniquely as possible. I think that was possibly my first one. And I also played Wait, was, a bit was, sheep, of, was sheep a unique one? I thought it was uh, trying to answer the common answers, right? Was it? Was it? I can't. There was like sheep and reverse sheep. So I, I oh. don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, and then Turg or T E R G is is that what Beagles likes to call it? I don't know. Um, I, I, which I, I won. I call it T E R G. So, it's, oh man, it's yeah. Turg for me. Um, yeah. yeah, I was I was dead chuffed. I, I managed to win a season of that. Should have won another season, but put um, rain tires on and it, or dry tires on in a wet race, and that that, that screwed me. If I would have won won two in a row for that, that's. What was, your, what, was your nick, what was your nickname that, that they that they gave you? Because obviously every winner. Oh yeah, um, I, do you know I can't remember. Um, yeah, I, I, I would I would I would search it. It's going to take a while, <laughs> <laughs> so I was yeah. I just leave it. But um, so um, so we've got TRG, you got Sheep. Um, obviously, you know you you were a big staple there in the mafia community in there. Um, yeah, for a while. Yeah. Was 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 Mafia? Did you first play Mafia in in GPRO, or did you play it yeah. elsewhere beforehand? Well, I I played a couple of um like live games. I forget what they called it. It was like very similar, but it only yeah. had like a, a killer, one killer in it. Basically, it wasn't like a team game or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, my first proper Mafia was on GPRO, and I was absolutely shocking. I mean, as 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 yeah, as like everyone I, else, I, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, I was I was scum on my first game, and my like you look at my first three posts, and it's like, yeah, vote that guy. <laughs> but um, so obviously, obviously, once you started your first game, you then played a lot more and then hosted a lot more. Kind of what intrigued you in Mafia that wanted you that made you wanted to carry on playing it and hosting it? Um, I loved it because it's like a free space to be a bit of a. What, what's your swearing policy on this podcast? Just go for it, mate. Just go for it. Yeah, it is like an open space where you can just be a bit of a twat. Yeah. And it's like, like you, I, I don't know, it, it's a place where you can let your ego just, just go and like just you have to pretend you're the smartest person in that forum and just be yeah. like, no, you're you're an idiot, mate. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and that... Yeah, it's just like I I just love that bit. It's just like completely free in space because the rest of the time I have to I you know I'm hiding how much of a twat I am. Yeah. So, so it's good to, it's good to let it out. Yeah. So so what what made you want to host Mafia Games then? Because obviously you have to, you know. Yeah, I, I I just I like doing like creative things. So it's like <clears throat> it's just fun trying to come up with like different roles that no one's thought of and. Yeah. a stupid storyline for why someone has to climb a clock tower every night and you know <laughs> that, that kind yeah. of thing I mean I mean to be fair like um obviously since you've retired I've, I've hosted a, a few mafia games yeah you're hosting loads um, now yeah yeah probably I, better I, off because when you played some oh, some I mean, of your reasoning I mean, I was I was literally the the day one Lynch policy. I was I was the, I was the just, just Lynch game. me and I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> I think I was the first person. Uh, I think it was in Jeff. I think it was either your game or Jeff's game, Jeff Pumphrey, where yeah. I was the first person to be lynched twice in two days. Because I, I got listed day I got listed day one as a town. Yeah, I remember that. And then you replaced uh, it. Replaced someone in, and it was scarred. And then I got lynched day two, and I was just like, "Yeah, great." That's 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 the that's the catalyst. I've never played that, that game. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm hosting some mafia games, and your storytelling was actually kind of inspiration to have how I did my stories. Oh, cool. Um, so I did um, 
I can't remember which one it was. I think stack the deck and I did like a character don't mean so it's kind of like Gordon Ashford's kind of character dinner party yeah. uh, slashing slashing kind of your clock tower story telling as well so yeah it was, it was it was it was pretty good to try to kind of like I said get that creative flow creative juice going yeah it's like so much of GPRO like the the forum games is like such a great outlet for mm. just yeah like you say creativity and yeah. <laughs> but um you're hosting a, a a mafia game relatively soon right so i, I saw a yeah hopefully i've only had a couple of people sign up so far um i've yeah. done another map uh which you know you know i would love a map in a mafia oh, yeah, game yeah yeah um i was twinning i was uh, yeah, twinning your last game with Kirsty. yeah, yeah. and uh, we instantly oh. died <laughs> yeah. well no actually i survived quite well i think i remember i was holding a doll you had a doll uh, yeah. in one, and uh, I, yeah. uh, for some reason, I just kept holding it. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I just presumed when I wrote, it's amazing. Like when you come up with these roles, I always think about like how I would play them. Yeah. And almost like to a man, everyone plays it completely differently. Like no, no one does what I would have done with it. Like you like, hanging on to that doll. I can't remember what it did, but. Like, I think I, I, I'm fairly sure my thing was like, oh shit, get rid of that doll. Yeah. Like, pass it to someone else. Yeah, I just kept it. I don't know why I kept it. Yeah. I remember, like, um, I think was it Harsh? He had a role where he could like fly a hang glide around the map and like see what was going on. And when he got when he landed, he found a bomb at his house, and he just decided to leave it. I think it's something like right. that. And he just blew up, and he was dead. And it's like. Give yeah. him a bomb. So like, the bomb, hush, the bomb, go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like when, yeah. when you play mafia, like you're like your logical brain just goes away and you're like, oh, there's something here. And the keep this one. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's crazy. But um, <clears throat> yeah, for everyone who's listening, if you do want to get into mafia, obviously read a couple of games first, maybe play a small game, but Alan has a new game coming out, so I'll leave uh, you know a little link in the description so you yeah, can have yeah. a little look at it. Maybe yeah, put some interest in there. Maybe get some old people back, you know? Like, Harsh hasn't been playing for a while, so before we get him back in. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the last game I hosted was um, when Winkley came back for a game. Oh, that was man, yeah. yeah. So, Winkley, yeah, if we can get him back again. I mean, if, if he's listening, go ahead. I think I still have it on Facebook, so I might as well just send it yeah, to Yeah, me too, actually, yeah. Give, give, him a little, give him a little link, be like, yeah, come back for this one. Um, but, yeah, um, obviously, you know, City Games, you obviously had one more huge game that is still being played right now, and it is the PGA GPRO Golf Tour. Yeah. How did that idea come about for you? Because it's such a massive game now. Uh, it wasn't my idea, actually. It was um, Jeff Pumphrey came up with it. I think it was when the one of the Ryder Cups was on, hmm. and he just came up with the idea of, like, if we had a game, a golf game, you could have, like, USA versus Europe or rest of the world or whatever, and it could be like one of the bigger games in like you it'd be so easy to get people like cheering even people cheering from the sidelines kind of thing which it sort of did mm. um but yeah i i and then me and gordon ashford kind of pitched a few ideas dears to each other and it ended up being what it is now where you've you know pick laps and try and get a good time on that lap kind of thing um, yeah yeah i mean it, yeah it's, 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 it's yeah. I, I absolutely loved it in that game. Like, um, aside from just like the commentary and the rounds, I, I had I started getting into like doing 
fake um, BBC news articles yeah. about different players and stuff. That yeah, was my I favorite that, yeah. bit. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. I was like, when am I ever going to be in this one? I'm never in this yeah. one. Or... <laughs> I remember there was one, there was some, uh, I photoshopped, well, I did, I did it in like MS Paint of um, Sherry Bowers on the front of uh, Golf Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I it's the, that one. I, I kind of took pride in how terrible the photoshopping was. <laughs> Because I was using MS Paint and tiny little GPRO profile pictures, yeah. it was like, how terrible can I make this? Look? I'm sure one of them was just a square on a body. I mean, yeah, I mean, those, those are the highlights. It's just, it's just seeing all that, you know, come about and all that. But yeah, you've, you've developed this game obviously with Jeff and then with Gordon, and then you know you kind of evolved it into well it is currently but then obviously in between you've also had this idea of including equipment for people <laughs> yeah. as well yeah well I just kind of thought like it needed something to give people a bit of control over the game because it is a, as much as you can like aim your race strategy at getting a good round in for the golf not many people are doing that because like obviously it's not a priority for most people so it just it, it was something I, I could do at the start of the season just to give people a feeling like they were controlling something and it kind of randomized it a bit and and gave some people more of a chance to stop David Mayer winning all the tournaments <laughs> and stuff yeah I mean, like that game was just yeah I, to, to have to have such a simple kind of format of kind of basing your lap times on over your fastest lap and then using yeah. that to then do the birdies and eagles and bogeys and double bogeys and then going through that. Yeah. What was amazing about it was how close the first two Ryder Cups were. They literally came down to a half point in, yeah. in each one of them. It was like, it, as, a, as a story writer, it was like, it, it couldn't have turned out any better. Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean... I mean, now now obviously the game's run by Alan Halford, absolutely amazing host. Yeah, he's doing, doing really well. Job, yeah. um, how he managed to like um, like work out how my spreadsheet worked. I don't. I'm not sure he even did. I think he might have made the same. But um, <laughs> I think I think I think I think um, I remember talking to Chu uh, Chu Kai Wen. He um, had a hand in helping the uh, the, the yeah. spreadsheet go as well. So, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, props to him for kind of having that still running, and um, he's getting over like forty players still. And you know, yeah. for nowadays, that's that's a huge amount of players. Yeah. Um, and obviously now he's including his um, teammates as well. So obviously he has a Kyle Morris has actually created a spreadsheet. I don't know if you've seen this. He created a spreadsheet no. for people to enter their lap times in, and then yeah, random, cool. and then and then it creates it into a format where Alan can then use it onto his spreadsheet and then they'll calculate all the uh oh, the results i wish i'd had that because it was a nightmare to be honest yeah, but, most yeah, of my work just... most of my working days were filling in people's scorecards yeah i mean now now this is literally yeah it's literally like a two minute job for us to literally copy our whole race analysis and then it picks out all the laps for you and then yeah. all, you, all you got to manually do is to add the fastest laps in and that's it and then you just copy and paste that in there cool in the uh, in the thread, so that's pretty good. Will you ever uh, will you ever join the game again? That's all we want to know. Will you ever come back <laughs> that to is, That is what the people want to know. Um, exactly, and that is what I'm here for. Well, I'm here to reveal that actually, um, no, probably not. 
Yeah. There's a temp space in Jaguar Racing. I mean, come on, you know, they need someone. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they need someone like really uncommitted and lazy. It's <laughs> probably going to do like eight races a year. It's more than more than seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll argue for that. Yeah. But, um, so no, 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 no chance of coming back on the game. Nah. I know. It. I just. I remember how it was when I in the when I got to elite. Mm. I was like living it. I was I was single, living alone, like, and that sounds sad, but I was like quite happy about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I was literally like going to bed. Oh, my driver Jochen Sutil took him from rookie to elite. I I I'd go to bed and think, oh, is his OA going to be under the limit at the end of this? Oh, fucking, like that kind of thing. Like living yeah. it. I yeah. can't do that. I can't do that anymore. I uh, you you know the meme where there's a where there's a girl and then there's a man sleeping on the side <laughs> yeah. and then the yeah, girl's like what's what, he think, what is he's thinking what is he about thinking? other women yeah, yeah he's, he's like, like he's thinking about your yeah one nine eight oh eight is he okay is he all right is it good yeah <laughs> there is enough yeah no. yeah what's his salary gonna be in five seasons time <laughs> yeah but, um... As of today, nothing could surprise me anymore. If there's no hope for the innocent, then what chance the rest of us? But
Let's go, let's go away from GPR. Right? Let's talk about yourself, you know, your real life. So, obviously, you know, we know that you have an interest in, in snooker. Um, but uh, to everyone else, what other interests do you have? What other hobbies do you have? Uh, my main one is golf. Like, now, I, I, not at the moment because of lockdowns and stuff. But, hmm. yeah, if I, if I don't get out and play golf twice a week, it's like, a, that's a sad time for our <laughs> How, how did how did your interest in golf come about? Was it because of a game, or was it way before? No, that? no. I've been in, I've been playing since I was about ten, I think. Okay. Uh, I just used to watch it on TV back when it was on terrestrial channels when I was a kid, and yeah, just love from the first first time I played it on the second hole. Like, you know, I was what was I probably like four foot eight, and I hit this six iron for a grown up. And it somehow came out of the middle of the club, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is nice." Yeah, <laughs> satisfying. So uh, I try and explain it to people. It's like you know when you just screw up a ball of paper and toss it into a bin without thinking about it, and it's like yeah. way over the other side of the room, and it goes in. As it as it's like arcing through the air, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's that's going to go." That is what golf is on like a on a magnified scale. Yeah, I, I've I've always wanted to try. To, I mean, like I've I've been dabbling in golf every now and then but i haven't really properly played it so i, I haven't had i haven't had the i haven't had the full 18 hole run and I haven't yeah had that it's, stuff. 
Um, it's the kind of thing you want to just like start on a driving range and just smash some yeah. balls for and not think about it kind of thing and then then go from there yeah yeah um i really want to get into golf um but yeah we'll see i mean after the lockdown <laughs> we'll see if we can do stuff yeah. I, I, I mean I, it's, it's great for like if you don't care what your score is it's really good for like mental health and stuff like yeah. just get out and be on grass fresh air you know that kind of thing it's just yeah, you know, sounds, it. sounds like a dream to be honest to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who, like, obviously you watch golf. So, any any favorite players of all time? You know, I mean, got top um, five. Yeah, I mean, I I root for McElroy, but I was saying last night, so he, he's playing it at the moment in a major. And watch rooting for Roy McElroy is like watching England lose to Iceland on repeat. It's, got, <laughs> it's like. He's got such an abundance of talent, but just refuses to use it. Just like, yeah, it just, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I like Rory. Um, used to be a big Sergio fan. Now he's won his major. He's sort of given up. He, he's just living his best life with his missus and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, whenever Tiger shows up, that's always exciting as well. Yeah. I mean, were you were you watching it when Tiger obviously came back and won the Fields of Masters in twenty eighteen? Oh yeah, a couple of years ago. That was like it's hard to explain how insane that was. Like the amount of crap that he went through, not just all the hookers and stuff, but like the injuries and stuff. He's had like five knee operations and four back operations. Yeah, and he turns up and there's all these like young gun twenty year olds who smash it forty yards past him. It's like. Still be yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. I remember. Yeah, I, I remember watching Tiger's um, tournament when he uh, hurt his back, uh, smashing his club into a tree or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, obviously, I, I thought that was the end of him. I was, I thought I was. Done. Yeah, I thought he was done. But like, you know, I'm back and wins a proper major, mate. It's, just, it's pretty much unheard of, to be honest, in other yeah. sports. So. Um, but obviously another sport that you like is, uh, like I said, again and again, it's the snooker. <laughs> obviously, um, for people who don't know, uh, me and I, I used to live in Bristol and Alan lived in Bristol, well, near Bristol at the time. And uh, we actually met twice. Once for, I think I think we met a couple of times with snooker. I don't know how many times we yeah. met snooker, to be honest. I think we just bumped into each other one time, didn't we? Yeah, I was with my friend. Um, I was with my friend... Um, who, uh, who I worked with in a restaurant. Uh, yeah, we went up to Riley's. Yeah, and I had to call you Ben. That was quite, yeah. Yeah. Don't, I was yeah. quite confused by that. Everyone, everyone didn't know my <laughs> English name. I don't know why you brought it out here, man. Yeah, but yeah, my English oh, name Oh, man, have I just outed you? It's fine, don't oh. worry, man. It's, it's fine. My English <laughs> name is Ben, for everyone who don't know. Uh, funny story, my uh, parents gave me a Chinese name, obviously. Uh, didn't give me an English name. And then until uh, my first year in school, my dad thought it would be... Uh, you know, good to have an English name in the English school. So they gave me the name Ben. I was running with Ben for the first year. And then after the second year, my parents gave up on that and just gave, and they were just given, because obviously they gave the passport in and they were like, oh yeah, um, his name is Jun on this one. So I had to put Jun on my um, register for the rest of the right. rest of the years. So that's how it became I mean, Ben for one year. Of all the Chinese names you've got, it's like not the hardest to pronounce. Exactly, yeah. 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 I mean I've got I've got a lot I've got a lot of friends that has like N, <laughs> like NG, you got mm, that's 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 how you pronounce yeah. it. And you're just like mm. what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um Snooker, we we yeah, like I said, we we 
met a couple of times to do that. How, how did you get into snooker then? Did you? Uh, I don't know. We just like um, a mate of mine had a uh, pool table in his garage, and uh-huh. we used to go around there um, like twice a week and have these like, little tournaments with all our mates and stuff. Um, yeah, I've, I've I, honestly I've been into every single sport that was on the BBC in the nineties. That's <laughs> that's how my sports tastes work. Yeah. Like cr- test matches, I would have sat and watched cricket like all day, every day through the summer holidays and stuff. And then mm. like snooker world championships, I used to be well into that every year. Um, yeah, I'm not very good at snooker. I think I had I had my highest break. I had a break of thirty five once. And it could have been uh, in the forties, but I went in off off. So I was. Yeah. It's, it's 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 so it's so nice being into that rhythm where you're like just potting balls. Uh, you're yeah. like, oh my god, the position is so good. And yeah, just kept I think I, I yeah, I had like four or five shots where I was like, oh, I'm, I know, I'm in control of what the white ball's doing. This yeah. is. <laughs> insane <laughs> and then you go in off and you're like okay well that's me that's me gone again <laughs> yeah um so you, you're into cricket as well then are you oh yeah i used to play a bit um yeah i just uh did you like watch it or? no it's it's it just takes too long like i'm not a 12 year old sat around with six weeks off every year to, right. to sit and watch it sadly um, I say that I don't have a job at the moment, so I probably could. But <laughs> I mean, do, do you not like follow it at all, like in any way? Or, like, <clears throat> uh, I'll keep an eye on it, but it's like it, it kind of lost its luster ever since kind of Kevin Pearson stopped playing. Hmm. All right. Um, well, you, you don't you know watch the um, 2018 um, Ashes with uh, Ben Stokes and the, the third test. I heard it on, I was listening to it on the radio. I was up in Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival mm. with my missus and we were walking around Edinburgh and she's like trying to talk to me and I'm like, got my earphones in. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, that actually was great. The the atmosphere, because I had it in my ears like, and they cranked the volume up. The, the atmosphere at the end of that game was just like, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember watching that live and then um, when, um, Stuart Broad was out for a duck. I was like, I just turned, the, I just turned the volume off. I was like, I'll just wait for a phone break a few minutes. And then <laughs> half half an hour later, they're still batting. I was like, okay, I'll put yeah. back on again. And then the sixes and sixes and fours and just uh, yeah. Jack Leach's one not out. Greatest <laughs> one not one not out in the world. But um, when we played Snoop, do you remember who won when we played? I can't remember at all. Probably you, to be honest, because I was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't great. I mean, my form was, I was like, my arm was like bent sideways. Like, uh, I, I remember, actually, I remember you complaining that you left your queue in Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, you know. They threw my queue away. When you're playing at our level, that's a big, that's a big deal. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You know, yeah. the, the tools, you know, you, you must have your equipment. <laughs> yeah. They threw my queue away when um, when I came back down to Cambridge. They um, They swapped all the lockers for new lockers. And for some reason, for some reason, they didn't keep my queue in the back. They yeah. just threw everything away. So my queue was gone. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, insane. But um, obviously, um, for people who might have heard, obviously another interest of yours is definitely uh, music. And obviously yeah. part of a band called Cautioners. Yeah, I mean, loose, loosely, yeah. <laughs> um, we've, we've not really been a band for the last sort of five or six years. Um, our 
drummer lives now lives in London. He works for Apple at their HQ and stuff. Um, he's so yeah, it, like we occasionally send each other little like noodly riffs and stuff. And, oh yeah, this that, oh, that would be a good song, but it's never going to be a song. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I do miss that. I, I it's it's quite a, a a special thing being in a band. Like you have this kind of when when you're playing a show, you have this like weird camaraderie or something that's like you just don't get it with anything else it's yeah i do i really miss it yeah um did, have, you, have you never thought about maybe kind of doing it virtually like <laughs> like yeah possibly, yeah possibly, possibly. Yeah, it's, it's not the same though it's like um I, I don't know the having people in a crowd watching you is like is is not going to be the same as doing like a zoom call or something like that it's like and when I go to gigs now and stuff, I, it's kind of hard because I, I see people on stage doing something and you're like, oh yeah, I, I, I want to be up there. Well, and I, yeah, I, I, I definitely miss that side of it. I don't miss spending hours and hours and hours in the recording studio arguing, arguing over three decibels of a, a bass guitar or something like that. But <laughs> uh, I mean, um, so, the first time we ever met in Bristol was for your first ever live gig. Yeah. In uh, the Louisiana. Yeah, that, for Bristol. that band. Yeah, that was the yeah, first caution gig. Yeah. Um, that was probably the best one. Yeah. I've, yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen any other ones after that. I don't know how many did after that. Yeah, no, um, I think it was only one after that. Uh, yeah, we were pretty lazy. Um, yeah, did... did did you say you were you in another band as well, or was that the only one? Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible band years and years ago. Um, yeah, we we didn't have a real drummer. We just had a guitarist who had a drum kit. Was, yeah. yeah, don't don't research that. That's not, <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, you had the um, well, I would say an album came. Was it, was it an album that came out recently? Yeah, well, that yeah. So that gig you went to was for our first EP. Yeah, um, which just a handful of songs we put together and then a year or so after that we spent a, about a year and a half recording an album and then once it was finished we just never got around to releasing it oh. so that that had been sat in the chamber for about six or seven years which is why it was released to almost zero fanfare uh, <laughs> i mean i was still following your facebook page so obviously when it, when it came out i thought yeah. you guys were back together again and uh no, it was just like to be honest, the reason we released it is because I didn't have a copy of it. Oh, so okay. <laughs> we just needed it on Spotify so I could actually listen to it. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what other interests do you have then? Obviously, apart from music and the... Uh, well, I'm surprised you haven't brought up the... Um, you say I was living in around Bristol when we met for snooker. I was probably... What year would that have been? Oh, no, I was... Yeah, that was just before the van. Oh, yes, the, yeah, I completely forgot about that, to be honest. Yeah, you've so, not done your research, John. What's going on? Oh, I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> That's the whole point of this podcast, you know, we're to learn about each other. Yeah. Yes, you lived in a van for a few, well, a few, <laughs> it wasn't a few years, though. it was like... It was, of, yeah, about 18 months I lived yeah. in a van. Um, I spent about six months doing it up, bought this old Sprinter for two and a half grand off this old geezer. He was like 80 years old and he's only just finished his, like, disco DJ career. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> He was, he was a lovely bloke. Um, yeah, and then 
got this van, kitted it out. It had like uh, proper it had solar panels on the roof, um, Xbox TV, uh, yeah. diesel heater, all hooked up to the fuel tank and stuff. It was like, how was how was that life? Living the dream. That was. Yeah. I was. I I was. I got sick of paying rent. Basically, <clears throat> I did job but like didn't you know, you know average pay kind of thing and i was like half of my money goes on rent and council tax and all that jazz and it was like if i was just dropped on the planet today it was a computer game what would you do to like minimize your outgoings maximize your income all that kind of thing i was like well it's much easier to minimize your outgoings because i i've probably the least ambitious person like my ma- my managers and my jobs find me so difficult to manage because I just didn't like <laughs> they they were trying to trying to motivate you with like promotions and money and stuff so I just, not, not interested in that um so yeah I was just like well if I could stop paying rent that'd be great how can I do that and I just thought well you know I thought about like caravans or like a barge yeah but um yeah I was like just well, I could live in a van just stick a mattress down and it ended up being a bit bit grander than that but yeah it was wow nice i mean I, yeah i mean you were completely i want to say you're completely awol from facebook because obviously <clears throat> we heard that you um bought a van redid it up <laughs> and i didn't hear from you for like a year and a bit until yeah you came I back. Mean, yeah i mean i still had internet i just sort of gave up probably just gave up on facebook at that time as well but um yeah it was uh, honestly it was amazing just like a park up at the side of the road it looked like just a, any old beaten up white van so nobody like batted an eyelid. Um, There's like, I had one time where the police knocked on, I parked up outside a golf course cause I was going to be playing there the next day. And I, the police knocked on the door, like what are you doing here? Like you can't just park here, it's private land. And then, but then they saw inside that there was like a bed and stuff. And they're like, oh, are you sleeping here tonight? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, I knew I was, you're technically allowed to do it, but it was still a bit nerve-wracking. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were yeah. like, all right, just like, you know, don't don't cause a mess or anything. But yeah, other than that. I mean, there's a wow. few times I woke I woke up one morning, like um came out to into the cab in my pajamas, about to head to work. And I'd I'd parked somewhere, there was like mums dropping off five and six year olds at school. Oh, <laughs> and God. I was like, this this is a bad look. <laughs> this it's in your pajamas, just yeah. I, I, yeah, I will end up on a register if I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Drive off quick, drive off quick, and just... <laughs> yeah, just drive. Go. <laughs> um, oh, fair, fair play. I mean, I, I would never have thought you were there, yeah. Do you, would you recommend it to anybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, it was like it was so good. I didn't have a toilet, which was an issue for uh, started seeing my current girlfriend at that time she stayed over a few times in the van but was not a fan of the lack of a toilet um but i like you know gonna get into some some details here i just you know i was happy enough just to use an empty bottle something like that you know uh whereas obviously for the ladies it's a bit different but most of the time i was like at the golf course most mornings so i'd shower there and then or shower at work and yeah, it's, it's honestly, it was a, a liberating time, I'd say. Like slept on the moors, slept on next to the River Severn. Like every morning you wake up, you've got a different view and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. 
Fair play. So I, I, um, I completely forgot about that from you. It was, <laughs> well, when was it? Because it, like, it, it was just when I moved back from Bristol to Cambridge. So it was like, yeah, it was. It would have yeah. been about 2013, 2014, maybe somewhere around there. Was it then? Because I was still in Bristol at that that time. I thought it was like 2015. Because mm, no, I was in the flat with Luke until. Yeah, maybe end end of 2013. I moved in. Probably lived in it until about mid 2015. But yeah, that's, that's that's probably why it's gone from my memory. Because it's just like yeah, <laughs> it's during my <laughs> Bristol phase. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah any, any 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 other stories? Any other hobbies or anything you want to talk about at all? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I. I want to say like this is really impressive what you're doing with the, the podcast um like and it's crazy that it says something about the gpr community that like people are up for this as well like yeah yeah like, i mean there's a there's a there's a little there's a whole category on the gpr oscars about who they want to see next in the podcast and i'm just like i never expected <laughs> it to be as kind of big as it was like First, because the first episode was me and the guy called uh, James Hitchin, uh, who I met uh, a couple of times. Yeah, um, we're like we talk on WhatsApp all the time, every day, and just you know, you know we're, like, we're like really good friends. And the first episode was purely just us having a little chat, talking about the Premier League, you know, <laughs> talking about uh, you know where he worked in Subway and all that kind of stuff. And it was just it was just like a nice little friendly kind of you know friend chat. And then I had Beagles in the next the next episode, and that kind of popped everything off. And everyone yeah. wanted to. Do you know who I'm going to put my vote in for? Who I want next? <clears throat> okay. Um, it's going to be a, a a bit confusing for most people, or or the you know the Johnny Come Latelys, but the, the old school crew will know. I want I want you to dig up Dylan Vandenberg. Dylan, oh my god! You know what? <laughs> He's got some top notch data, so you'll you'll probably want to talk about that. But, um, I don't have him on Facebook, but I see him messaging on another former former player, Aaron Mullen. Yeah. So yeah. I've got I've got Aaron on Facebook. To be honest, he was quite cool. I like um, he was a bit of a weirdo, but we we played like um, a few fours at games and stuff um, with Lee Martin and a few guys. Like I remember, uh, I remember playing that with Michael as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Michael Pollard and is it Michael Pollard? Yeah, yeah, Michael, um, yeah. yeah. And I was his teammate for one of the seasons in that. And I don't know if you know, he was like a um, semi-pro or like a, a young go-karter. Yeah. Um, like really good at driving. Like I, I kind of, because he's Dutch and he, I he wonder Dutch, if yeah. he like ever like raced with like Max Verstappen or anything like that. But anyway, um, I was his teammate for one season and he used to set up the car for me on Forza. And it was like, it honestly, it was like he would find three seconds a lap for me just in the set and I don't know how he did it he was it was like genuinely impressive and yeah. then we'd do a practice session before the races and he'd show me the lines and stuff and it's like play the hardest yeah it was proper so yeah if you can get him on get him. I would I, I would love to but I have no like obviously apart from Facebook I, I wouldn't know if he even has any interest yeah I'll, I'll, I'll put <laughs> a word for you yeah. yeah go for it mate as, as the form, yes. as the former teammate that you are you know you could put in a good word but, um, oh, I just thought one thing I did want to mention actually. Um, I wanted to apologise to Will Irons, um, who was a golf Porsche 
remember he's died. he doesn't play the game anymore so he's not going to hear this but i just want to get it off my chest we when i did that road trip across the states which gpro was really helpful for actually it was like um got some really good ideas from like the community and stuff um i stayed at his house in um he lives in minnesota and uh he took me to a baseball game which was the the rochester honkers what what a name that is um <laughs> they're like it's he explained it to me it's like it's like um college players playing on their off season so this is the equivalent of like i don't know sunday league football and there was a crowd there of about five thousand people it was mental Um, and uh he was like oh do you want to grab a snack or anything i was like yeah what what are you getting he's like well i was gonna get some cheese curds and i was like i've never had cheese curds get some cheese curds that sounds right up my street and I devoured, like, just hoovered these cheesecakes <laughs> up into me. I've never had them. I don't even know what they are. Like, it, yeah, I, and that night stayed over at his place. The middle of the night, oh, my God, I, I threw up something chronic in his toilet. And I don't know if you know, <laughs> I, it was like I felt oh, so bad. Um, yeah, and then I, didn't, I don't think I made a mess. I don't think it, you know, smelled too bad. But oh, it I was... thought it was much worse than that. I thought, I thought you did, yeah. and he just left yeah, the no, house. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> that, but I just wanted to apologise for eating too many cheese curds and throwing up in your bathroom. I thought I, I genuinely thought you were going to be like, yeah, so I threw up in his uh, toilet. <laughs> yeah, left, no. It was completely filled up. I couldn't flush it. Left the house. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I also feel bad because I'd like, I don't know if we were supposed to be sharing these cheese curds, but I think he had like one and I, <laughs> I had all the rest. So yeah, that was, uh, this feels good to get off me. Will, if you see this, there you go. Yeah. Some, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and think, oh, so. Just shiver. Cheese yeah. curds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, expect some cheese curds being sent over to you in the next few days. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but, um, no, it's been an absolute amazing, absolute awesome pleasure to talk to you, man. It's been it's been a yeah, while since too. we had a little chat, man. It's been it's been a little while. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah, it's been a minute. I yeah. was meant to be in Bristol yesterday, uh, but um, I, yeah, I'm it. not in Bristol anymore. I'm in uh, back in Dursley um, oh. for a little while. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, this has been this has been like absolutely amazing. I was hoped I'd be on a podcast, but I thought it might be like Mark Maron or like Adam Buxton. It's but, even better, know, mate. It's much better. Yeah, this, this, this is even better than, <laughs> than that. Is, yeah. But no, mate, I, I really do appreciate it, man. You know, we've, 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 you know, I've always been, you know, highly, you know, fond of you as mates. I know you've always had a crush on me. That's yeah. yeah. <sighs> Brian Blessed, man. I had a crush on Brian Blessed. <laughs> saw you, and I was like, oh. Gordon's alive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. But no, we, um, I completely forgot. We actually did an interview. In, in 2012 or 2013 in GPRO, but like in, in like... Oh, uh, yeah, the old like, yeah. elite press or whatever it was. Or the... well, no, it was you, had your, you had your own separate threads, to be honest. It's amazing how many like news things and stuff comes up on this, on GPRO. Like there used to be a YouTube channel that was just like weekly news in elite and stuff. It's like, yes, it's mad was, how... Uh, that was Riley, Riley Morrell. Yeah. He did that, yeah. He's actually, yeah, he's actually, uh, he's actually married and having a kid now. Oh, cool. So uh, yeah, um, little, fact, little fact for you guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's right. I mean, like the old school like forum was like popping off, like like 
nowadays you can see like the the whole day's worth of post in one kind of page yeah but like before like you had to like refresh it every two hours and you have like another <laughs> yeah, like really. 20 threads it was to a full time job yeah it was but um I mean, hopefully, I would like I would like to see the forums back to where it was before. You know, more more interaction, kind of more. Yeah, I'm sure, like, you know, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it'll come. People just like people will come out of their shells, and you'll get like new characters and stuff. Like doing this, <laughs> if you do like more podcasts, podcasts like you did last week, was it Sarah? Yeah. Um, like that kind of thing is only going to help because like, then you're you're kind of introducing people as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, thanks to, I mean, to be fair, I want to thank Sarah as well because she posted it on her Twitter and got, got, you know, a few more views on that. And she's now advertising the game through her Twitter using obviously her link and hopefully getting more people into the game. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what I really want from, uh, from these podcasts is to hopefully get more people into it, maybe get, you know, returning players back. Obviously, I failed on you, but (laughs) hopefully get more more people (laughs) and other stuff. um, I'll tell you what, I'll do one race for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but um, also, um, this is actually going to be the first one to be posted on the official GPRO Facebook page. So Alan has the, uh, nice. the privilege of that. Um, so obviously, follow the Facebook page if you haven't, the official GPRO uh, Facebook page. And yeah, like I said, like I said, Alan, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you, man. Been really good. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's been and a blast. Do do a present, and obviously, thank you guys for listening. Uh, obviously, the next episode would be the. Uh, inaugural uh, inductions of the uh, three GPRO podcast Hall of Famers so uh, be sure to check that out the link for voting will still be in the description and in the thread as well so if you want to go vote for that by all means go vote but uh, yeah cheers Alan and uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys in the next one bye